Hello and welcome to the Guys Like Us podcast. This is your host, Tyler Brondike, and today we are digging into the discipleship series. This is part two, Growing as a Disciple. So stay tuned. Hello and welcome back to the Guys Like Us podcast. This is your host, Tyler Brondike, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the podcast. So great to, so great to have you with me. Um, today's conversation is with myself. It is part two of discipleship. A few weeks back, we discussed the introduction to discipleship, and now we're diving into part two. So welcome if you're a first-time listener so great to have you. If you've been here before, thanks for thanks for your continued support of this ministry. Today, I will be reviewing a little bit about the introduction uh, from a few weeks back and then digging into part two of growing as a disciple. Very, very cool and important. So to recap a little bit, in part one, we discussed an introduction into discipleship. Um, taking seriously and being empowered and encouraged to make disciples of all nations. What does that mean to make disciples of all nations? Well, there's there's a command and there's a call to go out and to preach the good news, to bring the hope and bring the resurrection of Jesus to places where there is death. And as we all know, that is in each one of us. And um, it starts in our in our heart, and we can look at it in our families. In, um, in small groups and communities, and then we can kind of look you know, in bigger places of influence as well. And so from there, we're, this part two is gonna be on growing as a disciple. So there's a, a few main points that I wanna, I'm gonna touch on and hit today. The first one is learning requires a commitment to a new way of seeing. The second is growth happens in familiar and unfamiliar places. And then the third is growing as a facilitator and question provoker follows a a question-based model of discipleship based on Jesus's teachings and his ministry. So we're going to dig in a little bit to each of these three, hopefully serving as a primer um, for further study and to actually live and embody this out. Uh, to be encouraged, to be empowered, and to engage in your daily journeys and walks. So first, um, learning requires a new commitment to seeing. We look at Acts 9.18. It it reads, Immediately, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes, and he could see again. He got up and was baptized. And so this, you know, the the early church looking in Acts... um, follows right after the Gospels. You have Luke and then Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and then you have right after that is Acts. Same same author tabbed Luke and Acts. And so we see in Acts um, really the launch of the of the church. Um, and you know whereas this was uh, you know back in you know right after Jesus' time for some time into you know 200s and 300s um, really strive to embody what that early church mobility and spirit-driven ministry looked like. So the, the question prompt I want to ask is, you know, have you, have you looked at a passage in the Bible um, or maybe a situation in your life 
and seen something completely different. You know, you, you, you've been looking at something day after day after day, and then you look at it and it's like, wow, I did not understand that. Um, I, was, I was looking at it, but I didn't see anything. And, and so often, you know, I hear and we hear these stories of testimonies and, and you know, I'm sure you are a living example as well. You know, I, I was living this life and then at some point, you know, a, a switch flipped. Something happened and I came to know who Christ was and who Christ is in, in the spirit, spirit dwelling in me. Um, what that resurrection power really looks like and means for me today. But so often, you know, we can, we can look at these moments and, um, and, and limit the, the power and the potential of understanding how the Spirit infuses every area of our life. And that's what discipleship is. It's looking at your daily walk, you know. It's not, you're not just a, a disciple, and we talked about this last time, you know, one day or two days of the weeks, but you are a disciple and you are living uh, in the image of God every single day. Wow, incredible. And so, you know, when, I, when we think back to Jesus' ministry, how often do you read, nothing good can come from Nazareth, right? Or I, I, essentially, I've seen, I've seen what's come from there, and there is nothing true. Um, or, you know, I, I've explored everything that has come out of that. And when we look in discipleship, how often do we see our discipleship walks as, oh, you know, I've been doing this, but I haven't, you know, it's just been the same. And so my challenge is for us to see things in a different way. Okay, well, what does that look like? What does that mean? So there's, there's a new way of daily engagement. Um, and it takes on an apprentice-type mentality. When we look at, when we go back to the Gospels, Jesus is a carpenter. He is involved in trade. And so a lot of the imagery, a lot of the, the language that we see revolves around, um, you know, a trade. That's why the, the you know, apprentice... The word disciple is a learner, and it, it just, it, what it means is following in the way, following in the footsteps of somebody else. And so we think about gospel change as growing in your faith, um, helping to lead yourself, but also to sharpen and edify others as well. And so earlier, last session, we talked about a few areas that we kind of absorb the knowledge of God. It is through conversation. Um, you know, maybe with one other person, kind of in these one-on-one -on -one relationships. It's in groups. Many of us are, might be familiar with small groups or, or group study, discipleship groups called different names. We have classes where we're, we, we are understanding the theology, the doctrine, um, understanding church history, understanding um, a lot of these more academic type components of our faith, which are important. Um, so, you know, these are just a few to think about. So I want to focus and zoom in a little bit to apprenticeship. Though we all are apprentices, I think that there are, you know, stages of, of faith, so to speak. Um, that we are, you know, what happened in, when you're early in your faith walk, you should expect to be changed and be a different person, you know, 5, 10, 20, 50 years, whatever that looks like down, down the line. To be changed is to be sharpened. Um, and that happens through this learning process. So as an apprentice, someone you're 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 always coming back to your foundation. I also coach I also coach soccer, and um, it's crazy how often we we come back to the foundations. We come back to the foundations of you know using the the inside, the outside, the front of your foot to to hit a soccer ball, um, and it happens in so many other sports. 
getting into the, you know, going into the batting cage and getting your reps in, um, or, you know, playing when you're playing music and kind of going back to some of your familiar chords, um, and rhythms and songs that are maybe quite simple, but help you get loose, help you remember where you came from and how, how important and essential it is to, to who you are right now. So I'm advocating and encouraging the same type of mentality. So not only are you an apprentice, but you're also guiding and, 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 and helping to raise up new apprentices. So my, my, my challenge and task for you are how do you identify apprentices? What are the marks of apprenticeship? Are there people in your life that you're pouring into or giving into? I believe it's, it's important for us to think about some people in our life that we are mentoring. Um, it comes at different levels, maybe some more direct or more frequent than others. Um, but recognizing that there are people who are growing in their faith, who need encouragement, need some correction, need, some, need to understand what the path forward looks like. And at the same time, again, ensuring your own nourishment, ensuring that you are being well-fed, that you are living from a place of abundance. And I preach this all the time on abundance living because if you're in a place of scarcity, if you're in a place where you have nothing to give, then it's only going to hurt and it's only going to be damaging to yourself and to people around you. Um, And I don't believe it's God-honoring either. Growth happens in familiar and unfamiliar places, part two. Um, think about this. We, we all learn differently. We all hear and connect with God um, in different ways. Um, and I, I'm encouraged hearing about stories of life change, um, of just how you know some person brought um, some word of encouragement um, or word of, word of healing or word of peace or just, uh, you know, a helping hand um, and how that completely changed their day around um, and, and really was a, was a start to, to life change in them. But then I also hear about the value of, of small group and the value of community and how, it, how essential it is. If we've learned anything in this, this global pandemic that we're in, it's that we need to be with other people striving toward a common goal, toward an aim. Not community for community's sake, but community with a focus. Community that is, is striving and reaching and just submitting to the same thing, which is Jesus Christ. Um, and so we look at groups and we look at the value of group dialogue. We also have uh, classrooms. I mentioned this briefly. When we look kind of in the, when we look in the Old Testament, we look in the New Testament and the early church, uh, there's a lot of public dialogue, a lot of public discourse. Uh, the Christianity was um, was a religion and was a, a belief system and still is that engages in the public square. It is one that um, is able to provide um, defense, provide uh, arguments and strong reason and rationale and logic um, for God, for uh, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Um, for the Holy Spirit dwelling among us, um, and for so many other things. And so part of this classroom is to, to, be, to be on guard, but also to increase our awareness of the depth of um, our faith as well. The other component is spiritual disciplines. 
right? So this is these are more personal devotion times. You have your your solitude, going to a place kind of 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 retreat. Um, we see Jesus entering into the wilderness before starting his ministry. Man, uh, if anything, you know you're 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 getting ready, and wouldn't you want to to start going, start making making noise? Um, but, but rather God chose to, to send Jesus, um, into the wilderness, um, and obediently responding by going there. And so we all, we all embody and we all lean toward a particular place of learning. Uh, and these are just a few of the ways that I do believe that we, we engage, um, outside of our, uh, outside of, outside of church, outside of, um, our Sunday worship. Um, but that this flows into everything else in our life. So the, my question and challenge for you is, um, where are you extending your reach? What do, what are these familiar and unfamiliar places look like? Um, and talk to God about it. What are some areas of my life um, that maybe I can be challenged in? If I am always leaning and um, always tuning into my to my group, sorry, to my personal devotion, I. I I better recognize that I need to do this with other people. If I am um, quick to, to you know, want to spend time and want to be with other people just so that I can avoid isolation or loneliness, maybe it's time to go on a retreat. Maybe it's time to, um, to spend time in, uh, in personal devotion by yourself or maybe with, with one other person away for some time. The third part is growing as a facilitator and question provoker follows a question based model of discipleship based on the way and teachings of Jesus. Very intriguing. Jesus asks people questions and a lot of people don't have the answers to them um, looking in the scripture. And I, I would encourage that this is a similar model um, that, that, we can, that we can live is helping to formulate and ask good questions. Um, you know, if one thing I've learned personally in this podcasting journey is how to ask questions that can draw out and bring out a lot of interesting and good follow-up questions for the, the person I'm, I'm communicating with. And I would encourage us all as we're leading others and as we are called to, to help guide and lead others in discipleship, that we can, we can start to ask provoking um, questions that can start to point people toward, um, toward, toward truth and, and, and toward the knowledge of God. Um, and so one, one way of doing this, right, is in, is in, you know, is in conversation with someone else. Um, another way is in, in group. And it, one value, I'm sure many, many of uh, you all listening have been in a classroom before. Um, you're, you've been in a place where the teacher is playing a role as a facilitator, so facilitator is different. Facilitator is someone who is helping to draw out conversation, draw out a discussion, and has several several key points that they're looking to to focus on. So I would advocate that being a good facilitator is is an invaluable skill um, and resource for you in equipping others. So what are you know how how do you how do you be a good facilitator? Well, I think one thing is asking good questions, is being prepared. And you know, if you're if you're going to lead a study or you're going to lead a group, having uh, having done your homework, you know, re read the the study or the passage in advance, 
have some of the key theological truths um, that, that are occurring in that passage and then drawing them out and helping others draw them out. You know, there's one thing when you have all the answers, but it's another thing when you can point people to the, to the answers and they, and they can come to those conclusions on themselves, uh, by themselves through your support and guidance. So believe that, you know, in leading, there's a few, a few important dynamics, some places to hit, you know, um, I always start in a, a just a, a place of conversation. It's always, it's always good when you can just get to know someone first without, you know, throwing a lot of maybe heavier information down someone's throat, having conversation, getting and meeting on, um, where they are meeting their felt needs. And I think Jesus engaged a lot in that in his ministry. Then, you know, praying, we are fed and um, our spirit is driven through prayer, a posture of prayer um, and being led to, to open up. Then, you know, getting into a form of worship. And if, you know, if, if someone has a guitar, someone can sing, maybe it's just reflecting, reflecting on a song, reflecting on a passage and worshiping without music. And then it's getting into study, getting into a passage maybe a few passages that you're linking together um, and then wrapping back up in prayer um, and just in times of, you know, fellowship and, and community. And so I think how you structure your time is super important, um, especially in a group, in a group setting, which, I, which I, I am focusing on. If you're a group leader, if you're someone who is, you know, who wants to step into a group leader position, this is something I would encourage you to, to think through and process. Biggest problems that you can encounter? What are what are some of the cha- the challenges that you might face in facilitation? Um, I, I, I'll name a few. I'm sure as 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 I'm talking about these right now, some of them are gonna are, are gonna sound familiar. Some of them are gonna ring uh, stronger than others. Group is c- too closed off. You um, you know new new guests, new people who want to come in and join don't feel like they um, they're they can contribute or feel like they're really part of the group. So the, the importance of a, a non-anxious and warm presence is key. Um, or I think the other one is getting off, off track, getting kind of sidetracked and in, into some per, perhaps minor details that, that move away from the major points that the study and that the, the focus of that time is supposed to get to. Um, I think those are a few to start with. And, and also I think getting getting lost and spending too much time, you know, spending an hour in study and and maybe five minutes in everything else that I had mentioned, which can become problematic in keeping a well-balanced and healthy healthy group. And so I look to Matthew 9, 37. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Um, and so there is a commitment. There is a level of intentionality. There's a level of... Um, of getting to know other people and understanding the relational dynamics that are incredibly important for group culture. So these are a few, these are three key points that I, I propose are important for growing as a disciple. Learning requires a a commitment to start fresh and put on a new way of seeing growth happens in familiar and unfamiliar places and growing as a facilitator and question provoker follows a question based model of discipleship based on Jesus Christ.
Thank you all for, for tuning in to this episode of the Guys Like Us podcast. I hope that this encourages you. I hope that this lifts you up um, to step out and to make a difference in in, in your own spiritual journey um, and with, all, with those around you, with those that you're, you are impacting and influencing on a daily basis. Thank you so much, and I'll catch you next time.